All right. Well, welcome back to another Get Wise with Weiss podcast. I've got a very special guest today, Dr. John Slayton, who is with our Independent Physician Management Group, our IPM group, which is our employed physician group. We've been delighted to have him and a number of his colleagues. First, actually, tell us about where's your latest office and what are you guys up to in terms of your, your newest gig? Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me, first and foremost. We are new offices at 5601 West I-40 here in Amarillo. It's the Northwest Physicians Group Primary Care Center. It's got eight physicians in there, seven MDs and one DO. That would be me. And we're excited to offer primary care to everybody in Amarillo who wants to come and check it out. Yeah, I got to see the the renovated building a couple weeks ago. It is gorgeous. It is. I think a lot of Amarillo residents probably know that as the old Zachary building. I used to have a big name, Zachary, on top. And I think it was an engineer firm or something before it, that? It was, and Tascosa National Bank before that. Yeah, so you guys have a massive vault in there. Correct. <laughs> so any ideas what you're going to do with that vault? Well, we got the x-ray put in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It's, it's spectacular. Well, it is a beautiful place, and we got great physicians there. So, But you know, the big thing, as you pointed out, is interesting. You said there's seven MDs, and then you as a DO. I've been in this business a few years, and I've had the privilege of working with a lot of DOs over the years, and, and, and seeing a lot more more in the medical field in terms of particularly in Texas here. So what does DO stand for? It stands for doctor of osteopathy. And you're going to ask me next, what does that mean? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I get that question a lot. And basically what it is, it is a medical doctor who goes through all the same training, all the same classes as an MD. We do one additional class in medical school that is about 200 plus hours more of musculoskeletal training that allows us to do osteopathic manual manipulation, which is a treatment that not everybody's a candidate for, but is a potential tool in our tool belt to help treat musculoskeletal issues and problems that may pop up, as well as other systemic issues it can help with. So it is not a doctor that is below an MD. It is definitely an equivalent to an MD. There are patients out there that look particularly for DOs because they cannot take traditional medications, traditional treatments, and so they seek out people who can perform manual manipulation. Other people liken us to chiropractors. Chiropractors don't go through all of the medical school training that we do. They certainly get a lot of musculoskeletal training. We kind of take the chiropractic training blended in with the medical school training and boom, you got a DO. Absolutely. I've had the benefit of having my wife, Joanna Wilson, is a DO. And so I, through her, I've learned a lot about the background of that. It's, it's In essence, it's a philosophy of medicine, if you will. I mean, we talk about MDs practicing allopathic medicine Correct. and then DOs practicing osteopathic medicine. And this idea of, of really, you look back at the history of medicine, there's been all these philosophies. Years ago, they thought that pathology or sickness was due to bad humors in the body mm-hmm. and that we would bleed someone to get those bad humors out. Thankfully, those days are gone. Right? So, but uh, you know, like I say it's, it's a different philosophy as to what makes us well or keeps us well. And yeah. The key tenant is that structure is related to function. And so that is hammered home in osteopathic medical school is that main philosophy is structures related to function. So when you have a certain pathology going on in the body, what we try to focus on is, is there not only the disease pathology itself, but what is, what structurally needs to be fixed or manipulated in order to help the body function correctly. Mm -hmm. So in addition to taking medication or in addition to taking antibiotics, through our physical exam, we can see, is there anything structurally that needs to be fixed in order to allow the body to function better? Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you pointed out, I think anyone that's had 
let's say you have a painful leg, is that if you start to favor that leg, all of a sudden your back starts to hurt, That's or correct. your other leg starts to hurt. or And as you point out, the body is designed in a particular way, and it's that balance of that structure that's so important to the function of the entire body. And that when one, one area gets kind of, lack of a term, out of whack, then it throws everything else off too. It sure can, it sure can. What we know is that when something is off, everything is connected, mm-hmm. everything. And so, as you stated, when a leg is hurting, we start overcompensating on the other side, we start getting back pain or hip pain on the other side. If we can fix the structural issue of that leg, then we can avoid all of the other problems. And so that is something that a DO will look for. MDs actually are starting to get into this as well. There are manual manipulation classes and certifications that MDs can go through now too. So it's not just a crackpot idea that it used to be thought of. It is something that is actually more accepted these days. And so it is something that many patients seek out and I'm proud to be able to offer it at our primary care center. Fantastic. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I have talked in some past podcasts about just the value of physical therapy that I've seen in my patients and referring patients for physical therapy, physical manipulation, and how what an amazing job that can do in helping people with their ailments. You made a particularly important point, which is as a DO, you have all the training that MDs have, which mystifies me because I thought, boy, medical school was as packed as it could be. How could you fit another 200 hours of yet another class like like you guys do, which is incredible. But you, you know, obviously you have the same training, you pass all the same exams that MDs do. So yeah, I said you are equivalent to any MD with that additional training, which is just that spectacular. Is that is correct. All the certifications, all of the licensing, state licensing exams are the same. Residency programs, there's one single accreditation system for all the residency programs, whereas in the past they used to be different. And so really it, it's kind of, it's mainstreamed now to where there, there really isn't that much of a difference between MDs and DOs anymore, with the only remaining difference being that philosophy and the amount of training in musculoskeletal systems. Absolutely. Now, now, which osteopathic school did you go to? I went to the University of North Texas. Okay, so, so and I was going to say, that is the one, I think, in this area that most of us know as a TCOM. That was the other day. And uh, essentially, my wife, her father was a professor of physiology that helped start that school. Oh, excellent. Uh, many, many years ago. No, a fantastic school. And, and we are privileged to have a lot of physicians in this area that have gone through TCOM. That is correct, um, yes. Now, tell me, people know that when doctors go to medical school, that's four years. And then they have to choose their specialty, family medicine, internal medicine, orthopedics, and they do this residency program. And the residency program is where you get that subspecialty training. And that can range from three to up to seven years for like neurosurgeons. Are there specific osteopathic residency programs or is it at that point do people who come out of a DO school go into the same residencies that, that MDs would go to? So in the past, there used to be osteopathic only residency programs. That's not so much a thing anymore. Now, osteopathic doctors have the ability to go to all the same residency programs that MDs do. And so, again, the training is remarkably similar. Depending on the program you go to, the residency program may offer some opportunities to further that osteopathic manual manipulation training. Other programs may not have as much of that if they're not familiar with DOs as much. However, as far as the rest of the medical training is concerned, residency programs are they're all streamlined for both MDs and DOs now yeah. there there really is no difference yeah, fantastic so. I know when I did my residency there were several DOs I worked with in my residency so absolutely it was great to hear their viewpoint on a lot of different conditions saying I think we this is something we can 
maybe avoid using medications and use the manipulation or physical therapy for. You would be so surprised how many patients actually don't like it when they go to an ER and urgent care or primary care doctor and muscle relaxers are thrown at them and Mm -hmm. said, okay, it'll get better here in just a few days. No, if we can do something in the office to maybe help relieve their pain right there and then without having to take a medication, most patients, I think, prefer that, or at least that's been my experience. And so it is welcomed by most of the population once they figure out what it is. Yeah, fantastic. Is there, do you have any special equipment in your office that allows you to do manipulation? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing too special. We have a chiropractic, you know, manipulation table that we use to, to kind of do our adjustments on. I'm a big fan of TENS units. I use that a lot to kind of loosen up soft tissues and muscles before we start manipulating, doing spinal adjustments or or soft tissue adjustments. Uh, Other than that, no, not really. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard, you know, with the manip tables that people talk about. So that is kind of a special table for you to be able to do They are. They have a firm back to them so that when you apply pressure, there's not too much cushion there. So when we need to adjust a spine, for example, I need something hard to lay a patient on. It's not that it's uncomfortable. It's just got got a firm back to it. If we, a lot of these exam tables have too much cushion. So if I try to really push on somebody, there's too much give. <laughs> yes, yes. So as an MD, I find patients come in with aches and pains and all stuff. And I'm looking, they got 24 medicines already. And I'm thinking, gosh, do I really want to add another medicine and <laughs> try to fix them? So, Absolutely. so this is fantastic. So let's say I'm a patient and I'm interested in manipulation. How do I seek you out? And how do I make you aware that, boy, I really like to consider this alternative therapy? Absolutely. If you have chronic pain, if you have headaches, if you have back pain, joint pains, anything along those lines, the first thing to do is let's see if you're even a candidate for therapy, because there are some conditions like osteoporosis and other autoimmune type diseases that maybe it's not the best that we do spinal adjustments and things like that. We can still consider soft tissue adjustments and in other ways, but the traditional thought is that if you go to a DO or you go to a chiropractor, you're going to get popped, you know, that's or cracked. Not everybody's a candidate for that. Correct. And so we need to make sure that you're a candidate and based on our exam, we can determine what you would be a candidate for and kind of give you those options and allow you to decide along with your primary care physician, you know, what needs to be done. And if, if, medication is not your thing, that's great because osteopathic manipulation doesn't require medication. So. I've had a lot of patients go to chiropractors and mm-hmm. have received great care from mm-hmm. chiropractors. Mm-hmm. We have some excellent chiropractors in the community, but it tends not to be a one and done. It, it's kind of have to go for repeat sessions or treatments. Is that the same with what you do? Is it a series of where you, you have to have people come back and maybe you know redo what you did? Or? It can be. It depends on what we're treating. Mm-hmm. It depends. If it's an acute injury, it's possible that it could be a one and done type of therapy. If it's more of a chronic issue, then it is possible that we need repeat treatments. It just kind of depends on the individual and what they have going on. But I can tell you, I've had multiple people come in with just splitting headaches or just really debilitating back pain. And we've been able to get things calmed down in one visit to a point where they can function better. And uh, these are people that have been to the ER, the urgent care multiple, multiple times, had all sorts of pain medication and muscle relaxers thrown at them and said, good luck. And we've been able to kind of calm it down and get them back to work, which is what most people are worried about or functioning better to a point where 
they don't need to rely on medications anymore. And I've had several people come in and have that type of success, and it's been really gratifying to Fantastic. see. Fantastic. I tell you, I think all of us that have worked in the primary care field understand back pain is so common, and people come in, and that gets usually one of their top two complaints. It's miserable. I mean, people are really debilitating, and clearly we were not meant to stand upright. At some point, our, <laughs> our ancestors made a big mistake there. But um, <laughs> how about now, sometimes we have doctors listening to this. If I'm a primary care physician, can I refer to you as, an, as another primary care physician, but with this added skill set to take care of a patient of mine and then have them come back to see me? Absolutely. Absolutely, you can. In fact, most of my partners will refer to me, and that's all I will do. I'm not trying to take the place of your primary care provider. If you come to me from a referral standpoint from your other primary care provider, I will treat your back pain or muscle spasms or whatever it is they referred for. And then I will send you back to your primary care provider for all of your other chronic care and preventative care needs. I'm not trying to step on any toes or take over, but I am happy to see any patient that comes from another primary care provider for that purpose. Fantastic. Now, I can think of almost half dozen at least other DOs immediately in this community from cardiologists to other primary care docs. So it's, it's a great collaborative relationship between the MDs and DOs. Absolutely. And I, I really appreciate you coming. Help us clarify, what does that mean? Because people just don't quite understand what a DO does or what, what that background is. And until you have it done, a lot of people won't know. Mm-hmm. I can sit here and explain it until I'm blue in the face. But if you have ever been treated with osteopathic manual manipulation, you won't ever forget it. It's, it and I have a lot of patients that come back just because I was able to do that for them. And it's a different level of physical exam. In the exam room, a physician will examine a patient and spend a minimal to moderate amount of time doing the exam. DOs, in my experience, especially with musculoskeletal complaints, take a little bit more time. And it's in our training. That's what they hammer home in in osteopathic medical school. And that's not to say our MD counterparts don't do a good job with physical exams. Of course they do. But in order to do this manipulative therapy, we have to pay attention to certain things that I, I don't think MDs get all that well-trained in, tissue texture changes, inflammation along the paraspinal musculature, how we manipulate that, how we move that, how that affects overall function is just something that we don't talk about in the allopathic world. And so it's a different level of physical exam and patients have remarked to me how much time I will spend examining their back, examining each vertebrae, making note of what I'm finding and exactly how I'm going to fix it. And again, very gratifying to see that they no physician has ever examined me that way well that's that's Absolutely. great i can tell you as it from my md training our training was sparse on that kind of stuff compared to what you had, the skill set you have so absolutely and, but and i also know too that that not all do's sustain that particular training so that's the other thing that i think people listeners i know is if someone has a do behind their name or they're a physician but they may not still have maintained the manipulation skills like you have so for people to ask beforehand absolutely it's one tool in our tool belt and so if they have a do behind their name absolutely they went through that training in medical school but depending on the residency they went through what specialty they are and even in primary care not all do's choose to carry on this type of therapy. Sometimes they maybe did it in residency a little bit, and then once they get out into private practice, they decide, eh, it's not for me anymore. And so absolutely, it is important to ask, do you offer this type of therapy? Not all DOs do. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that's great. We're coming at the end of time here, but thank you so much. Anything else you would like to tell us about in terms of maybe I've missed in terms of the experience of being an osteopathic physician? I think being an osteopathic physician, again, is just something that 
it's given me a lot of joy to be able to see people get better without medication in a lot of instances. It doesn't always work. It's not a, it's not foolproof, but it is something that we can offer that is different, that is an alternative to traditional medical therapies. If you would like to come check it out, come see us at our new primary care center, and I'd be happy to see you and uh, you know see what we can do. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Slayton, thank you so much for your time. And please, if for listeners, you, you have to check out this facility up on I-40 it is awesome. there. It is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And we got many great providers there, obviously, including Dr. Slayton. So, well, thank you so much for your time and we will see you next time on getting wise with weiss thank you for having me thank you